Opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Good morning and welcome to Beyond the Business on News Radio 94.3 WSC. Each Saturday morning at 7.30, successful business leaders and entrepreneurs from across the low country talk about what it takes to succeed in business and in life now your hosts of beyond the business eric cox and leslie haywood and great saturday morning in low country welcome to another edition of beyond the business heard exclusively here on 94.3 wsc thank you again to getting up to uh early morning stories of entrepreneurship and leadership uh here on beyond the business i'm your host eric cox here again with mr byron stall good morning byron good morning eric glad Happy to be saturday here. not just any saturday we're running into thanksgiving week ahead of us it's time to start thawing the turkeys and getting prepped and ready absolutely lots to be thankful for for sure and certainly uh i'm thankful for the fact that we continue to have great guests come in this uh, studio every saturday morning and pour their hearts out to our listeners and share what it's like to be an entrepreneur here in the low country. And I'm so appreciative that we can just continue to have such great uh, opportunities to you know explore that and learn about it and experience it. We've learned a lot through the years, no doubt about that. We have had uh, now for the last four years uh, a consistent flow of just great local uh, representation. Um, and as we were talking about before the show started, the fact that so many people come in here and really do open up and tell us what it's really like. Um, we all... No, you know, it's great to run a business, but there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes. And to really understand that and know that is what this show is all about, is sharing that with our community. And so uh, in case you've missed one of our shows, first of all, shame on you. Uh, but it's good news. It's Thanksgiving week. You probably have some downtime. You might want to binge listen to Beyond the Business. And so go to our website at CoastalWM.com and simply click on the radio icon. And you can listen to all of our shows over the last four years that may take a little while byron yeah yeah that may take all weekend actually but it'd be worth it right so some good stories in there so uh well we're back this saturday morning uh with amy justice who again is the president of cmit solutions of charleston uh amy thanks for uh allowing us the opportunity to interview again and you came back because this is the hard part the second half and uh, you showed up for it I did. Thank you so much for having me, and good morning to you, too. I thought Byron might have ran you off last week, but uh, here you are. Oh, no worries. I enjoyed it. I tried, but unsuccessfully. That's all right. Well, today's going to be a little bit tougher, so uh, we're excited to dive in, and certainly, uh, Byron, we're going to talk about Amy for a minute like she's not here. Uh, Look back at her show last week and what was maybe your best takeaway. Yeah, well, there's a lot of takeaways, but... One of the one of the bigger ones that I'll mention is that Amy she spent a lot of time in corporate America working for I believe you said three different public companies, and you said that you never in a million years would have thought you would have gone to small business. You That's thought, true. You thought it was you loved big business, and you mentioned that you loved you know the career path, the employee development, and learning what you mentioned is your leadership skills and. At later on in the show, you talked about when you decided to make the switch to opening CMIT, you leveraged all the different hats and all the different skill sets that you learned and developed through the different uh, corporate experiences and used that to really manage and grow CMIT to what it is today. Yeah, it's interesting to, I'm thinking back some of our shows, how the diversity of 
different ways people came into entrepreneurship. Like yourself, who had all this vast experiences, like you mentioned, Byron, in different niches, and all that comes together, right? And and you kind of had the confidence because you've done so much. And then we have people come on where they've never been a day at work at corporate America, and they just started their own business right out of the gate. And you know, we sort of have that conversation of of nature versus nurture. Is entrepreneurship? Are you born with it, or do you learn it over time? And so. I think a, a testament, your story, is that a continuation of what this show delivers, that there's a lot of different ways to be an entrepreneur. I think that's true. And I certainly have a lot of friends that own their own businesses that all seem to have come into it in different paths. So it's it's interesting to hear about people's backgrounds. I love that, right? And so uh, I'll tell you, for me, I loved your story. And it was really um, uh, a, a great, I appreciate you sharing the story, about the time when you were in the corporate world and you had a manager that gave you lots of encouragement uh, in regards to being a female at that time in a more traditional male-dominated business. And uh, really, I think, poured into you about being open and being who you are. And it sounds like that was a real turning point for you in terms of um, how to go about your life in the professional world. It was very much. And in fact, it's still somewhat parallel to how it is today. There are definitely many more male owners of of IT companies than female. So it it was helpful to have that experience back then. And that, as I had mentioned previously, Steve Market, my boss from Bell South, was so encouraging about how I could work to be a a female in a male-dominated world. So it was great. Well, and again, I'm going to Toot the horn of beyond the business. If you look back, particularly over the last year, I would say about half of our shows or more have been female business owners. And so uh, certainly I think from the year we started this four years ago, we've seen a shift in in that uh, net number here in the low country. So it's uh, great to see the representation coming through. It is exciting to say. So, um, Amy, if we reflect back, I think uh, when we were talking last week, we are kind of leaving off at the point which uh, we love to hear. That was the leap from corporate America into entrepreneurship. And so for those who maybe didn't get that opportunity to hear that transition moment, walk us back through what that was like for you uh, mentally as you were going through that. Well, it's interesting. I took about, I would say, three or four months to just investigate different opportunities. And when I finally settled on CMIT, they actually have a pretty structured process about the way you go down and you meet the team. I'm going to interrupt you there. When you say you took three or four months, does that mean you left your professional corporate experience and literally had three or four months of just, A, making mental transition, but going through this process? I did. And I ended up spending some time doing some consulting for a boss I used to work for at Bell South, and he had an opportunity to do some uh, some modeling, business modeling, and some financial consulting. So I did that on a part-time basis to allow myself to have the time to really think about what would be the best fit for my background and my interests. And so it was exciting to have a blank slate and just you know be really able to step back and say, "Hmm, I love IT. I love the business world." You know, I like finance and accounting and what's a great fit for business management and IT experience. And I happened to fall into something that I think has turned out to be a fantastic thing. It's been fun, 
but it's also something that's really needed in the Charleston market. I mean, I have many competitors, and we all play nicely in the space together. There's enough work for all of us in the IT space, and it's, you know, it's just Charleston's such a growing market, and everybody needs technology. I mean, I get so excited looking at all your technology here. You guys are, you know, certainly leading edge with your triple monitors, and so that's fun, but I like that, and... You know, just helping people run their businesses better with better use of technology is something I can get really excited about. A lot of a lot of our listeners and people that are thinking about stepping their toes into the world of entrepreneurship, there's really, you know, two different paths. And that is the franchise path, which, you know, has the guardrails. I want to dive into that. And then there's also starting your own business from scratch. Walk us through the steps when you decided to, you know, choose CMIT. Walk us through the beginning steps on how they trained you and how they, you know, help foster the growth of the company. Sure. And even before I decided to accept CMIT, you know, just as a point of interest for franchises, I worked with a woman by the name of Kathy Petcash. She's with FranNet here we, in we the Charleston market. We actually had Kathy here on the show um, several months ago. Oh, yes. And, and she's, we've had several of her uh, entrepreneurs like yourself actually on the show. So oh, interesting. And the she, legacy continues, right? It does. And she was fantastic because what she did is help me look at CMIT and compare it to a number of other franchise models so that I had a good feel for the pros and cons of them. And while I ultimately decided to go with the one that I had looked at before I met her, she was just invaluable in that process because you kind of understand the profitability, the growth. Is it geographically you know, centralized here or something broader. You know, there were so many different options that that was helpful. And then once I got into the franchise model, what was appealing for me about a franchise is there are operating procedures. You know, while you have a lot of flexibility to service your customers based on what their requirements are, we do have a lot of standard offerings that are already established. You know, we have partnerships, we have just a framework. And I would say I am a very operational person, you know, to thine own self be true, you know, your strengths. I am really great at operations and execution. I do not necessarily consider myself a visionary, meaning it's super creative on the. So I liked the idea of a playbook and executing it. And, and I can, I'm super tenacious, like I will execute it to the best of my ability. But having something where there was a little more definition around the direction that we were taking, and not to mention I have other CMIT owners, there's 220 locations. If I'm running into an issue with a customer, you know, where I might be looking for a creative idea, I can reach out to all of them and say, hey, we've got this awesome customer that needs, you know, a new solution for X, Y, or Z. Does anyone have any good experience with that? So we have that. And that's really appealing, especially in today's cybersecurity world where there's threats galore and you're trying, you know, just to make sure your customers are well protected. You want to make sure you have the best practices and you're taking the advantage, you know, of every single new development for protection that you can. So having a group of people that you can run those things by is helpful. Sure. And certainly if you go back to, your transition phase, it's, it just keeps ringing in my head that the opportunity to have three or four months 
to go through a search process to refine what you want or don't want in an entrepreneurial experience allowed that to come to the surface. And and fortunately, you had the opportunity to, to take that time. I did. And I would encourage anyone that's looking at a business opportunity to really try to, you know, maybe you don't have the luxury of three or four months while you're not working, but maybe you can do both at the same time or do something to, you know, to allow yourself to have a little time to think about it. Because I think you can end up being more successful and making a better choice by doing that. Absolutely. Now, um, I'm going to break away from our Facebook moment for a minute because we all love to talk about what's going great and how wonderful it is and how it looks great. But like any entrepreneur, there's always challenges and there's down times and tough times. So uh, mention uh, some of the adversity you've had to go through in terms of becoming an entrepreneur and running your own business and how you have managed that. Sure. Well, there there are many challenges. And unfortunately, the challenges, well, fortunately or unfortunately, I guess, um, because you work through challenges. And then as you grow, the challenges that you had the first year are not necessarily the challenges that you have as you move forward. So, for example, the first year we were, you know, just focused on cash. You know, you want to make sure that you're growing your business, but you don't have enough revenue coming in to cover your costs. So you're, you know, constantly focused on making sure you can just basically keep your head above water while you grow the business. And then as you grow, you have more, you know, more challenges that a larger business has, like personnel related things. And by personnel, I mean hiring the right people. And we, we had a couple of stumbles along the way there of great people that we found but not necessarily the right fit for our company our employees at least for now work from home so it takes a certain mindset and you know certain type of personality to be happy and enjoying that Um, our techs are out in the field a lot so it's not like they're you know sitting there all the time but it definitely takes a different style of manage to manage a team of remote workers. There's six of us now, and we all sit in different places, so that's a challenge in and of itself. Uh, but it's also, you know, the people side of it is so rewarding. I have a fantastic team. Uh, Russell Davis leads our technology team, and uh, I have another guy by the name of Jeffrey Hayes that is our senior systems engineer, and he is worked with uh, Russell and I at Force Protection when we were there previously. So, you know, we've all known each other for quite some time. And we have uh, now two other technical employees, Alec Hildreth and Patrick Leland, and they're both um, fantastic uh, technical skills and good people skills. And I think that's what it takes in our group. And our newest hire started yesterday, an office manager, also named Amy That'll were the two Amy's. Um, she's going to be a great fit. So, you know, I think those are different challenges than we had the first year. And then you know, I'd say the ongoing challenges are making sure that we are staying up on technology in a technology company. So it's constant learning. And, you know, you get stressed out when you have um, the latest breach announced and are our customers adequately covered. And, you know, so we're always trying to review everything and make sure that we're on top of it as best we can. Nothing's fail safe. So, you know, it's, it's a constant learning opportunity. 
Well, it sounds like you have a fantastic team, and one of the common themes we hear from all of our entrepreneurs that come on the show is that they can attest a lot of their success in their business to their people and their team, and it sounds like you have a great foundation in place. Uh, but I want to go back a little bit to that critical first year because this is a, you know, a lot of questions that entrepreneurs have, especially in that first year. Is how did you go about growing? How, how did you do your business development? How did you grow your business and find your uh, client base starting a fresh technology company from scratch? Sure. Well, as being part of a franchise, one of the first things they have you do is you go to two weeks of training, and that's it's got sales training, probably as 50% of it, and then technology training and how to use our tools and things as the other training. So when we leave there, we're fairly well-equipped to go, you know, out and sell stuff. And so that, you know, that was a good launching. But then just coming back and reaching out to every single person that I knew, um, Michael Moody, who used to be CEO at Force Protection, has been a great mentor for me. And he's a great guy. He is a great guy, just super nice guy and extremely capable and just you know, I think was very helpful in introducing me to to other people that would, you know, so I met with as many people as I could, just telling them our story about, you know, here's what CMIT does. And, you know, I would make sure they knew that Russell and I were both um, new to CMIT, but not new to IT. And, you know, so that seemed to go over pretty well. But just, I would say, my day, if you look at what my day looks like now compared to what my day looked like then, was about 90% networking at first. And now it's probably more like 50%, you know, should be targeted towards, and that might be networking with existing clients too, but, you know, getting out there. Uh, so that definitely changes as you move along. But that first year, it's just getting to as many venues as you can. The Charleston Chamber has been a great you know, a great source for that, as has the Mount Pleasant Chamber. And, you know, so going to local organizations and meeting other entrepreneurs that might either know of or, um, you know, have a need for IT themselves. So that's good. The Daniel Island Company, uh, which is where I, I live, has has been, they're a customer, but they've also been great at, you know, at referrals as well. So they, you know, just reaching into your network to see who you might know that would have an idea for, you know, whatever it is your business does, I think is the is probably the number one way to get customers when you're first starting off. So we have reflected a lot, Amy, on how you've gotten to where you are and the business has grown. Um, let's switch gears and look to the future a little bit and talk about where do you see the business going um, and then maybe some of the challenges that may come along with this next phase of growth, because as we know, opportunity still brings its own challenges. Uh, what would you see as a, a challenge or two that you all might face as you move forward? Well, sure. So our first year, we were lucky enough to win the what they call the rookie of the year for our franchise system. So we had a, just a great year. Uh, I think we were lucky enough to acquire you know enough customers to get the momentum moving. But we continued to have that same growth path. And just last month, we were given the franchise of the month for the whole system. So they award that, you know, just based on a number of growth or leadership factors or um, just it could even be service related. Um, but just recognizing that I'd had a pretty good solid first five years. So I'm actually hoping in the next five years to maybe 
be three times the size we are now. So a little bit more accelerated growth. And I think part of that is you learn what works and what doesn't work. You learn from your mistakes, things you don't do as well. And, you know, you also learn what is really working well, and you can certainly um, continue to expand upon that. So I'm hoping, you know, hoping to have some continued growth. And, you know, that's as much for the business as it is for helping the team that I have. Because as I mentioned, I mean, I've got a great team. We've become like family. I want to help them develop their careers. It's my hope that in five years, we're all still together and everyone's in a more senior role. You know, so that's kind of fun to watch them developing in their careers as well. Yeah, that's a, I tell you what, it's, it, that sounds like a great, a great vision. So with tripling the size of your company and growing the responsibilities of your employee, what are some challenges that you may foresee kind of creeping up in the next five years? I think it becomes more about, you know, I think the personnel and managing a team that size, there there are definitely things you have to do differently and that we would need to adapt to. Like we will get an actual office space at some point. Not that I would expect everyone to to be there, you know, 24-7. They probably feel like they work (laughs) 24-7 because they work really hard, but... You know, I wouldn't necessarily expect us to all work at that building day in and day out, but we definitely will need some collaborative space. You know, so I think it, that the changes of managing a six-person company versus a, you know, 15 to 20 become a little bit different. And, you know, you have certainly more layers of management and then, you know, just making sure everyone's on the same page, that you've still got that same level of nimbleness and cohesiveness that you have when you're a small, more, you know, entrepreneurial um, phase. And so um, we didn't mention, I don't think along the way, either last week or this week, if there's a particular niche that you guys serve in terms of industries or businesses, but speak to that. And then uh, those who are listening that say, hey, maybe something I need to uh, call, how would they get a hold of you guys and uh, sure. open up well, that door? You know, it's interesting because some IT companies do specialize and we really do not specialize in any one vertical. We, you know, are equally happy with Macs or PCs and, you know, basically it's any business with technology needs. Um, we're happy to support. We're HIPAA compliant. We can do, you know, medical practices, PCI compliance, you know, any So we've got government contractors. I mean, we've got some great customers, marketing customers, uh, government contractors, chiropractor's office, you know. um, So somebody's out there this morning and say, you know what, we need some help with IT. How do they get a hold of you guys? They would go to our website, cmitsolutions.com slash Charleston, and all of our contact information is there. We've got a great description on there of our service offerings, um, some information about our local team and you know what we like to focus on how you would get support and there's easy way to reach out in fact i had a couple of new customers this past week just reach out for for that and we try to be responsive and would love to talk to anybody that could use some it help and promise that we would work hard to make them happy wonderful and then before we run out of time we're going to switch gears one more time and do a little thing we call lightning round it's just a couple of questions we're going to ask again the Sort of the theme of our show is uh, people you know, stories you don't. So to learn a little more about you, uh, maybe the first nugget that comes to mind, 
Um, who um, do you most admire in life? Oh, gosh. There are many, but I would have to say my parents. Okay. Um, best book you've ever read or maybe most influential book? I, gosh, I like to read a lot, and I'm not really much of a TV watcher, so I'm always picking up new New books. Um, Anything in the business world that would be good uh, as a recommendation for our listeners? Yes, but I'm drawing a blank on it. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on that. <laughs> well, like, come back to that one? I'll, I'll have to think about that and get back to you because I, I really do have some some great entrepreneurial books that were handed to me when I started the business, and I'm drawing a blank on titles. What are you most proud of? I'm proud of this business. I'm proud that we've made it, and I and I say we because it's definitely been a team effort but proud of the fact that we started this business without ever having run a small business and that we've you know continued just to grow and get good feedback from our customers and then the last one is something on your bucket list either uh something you want to do or go be that maybe nobody knows that's even a desire of yours at this point oh gosh i would love to go on another bike trip to maybe throughout Europe. Uh, those are fun mm-hmm. because you get to meet so many different people and see things and be active. Um, I've been on a few before. I would love to do another one. Um, I would, you know, I have quite a, a list of places I'd like to visit. I haven't had as much opportunity to travel as, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm always working so hard. So Sounds like you're on the right track to get the business where it needs to be and you can enjoy a little bit of life. So, yes. uh, Amy Justice, congratulations on your success. President of CMIT Solutions here in Charleston. And thank you for sharing your story with our listeners. Oh, thanks. And again, you've been listening to Beyond the Business, heard here on 94.3 WSC every Saturday morning from 730 to 8. And in case you happen to miss one of our shows or miss Amy's last week, please go to our website at Coastal wm.com simply click on the radio icon and you can listen to those as we go into this great holiday week happy thanksgiving and until next saturday morning have a blessed week charleston thank you for listening to beyond the business on news radio 94.3 wsc tune in next saturday morning at 7 30 for beyond the business hosted by eric cox and leslie haywood and heard exclusively on news radio 94.3 wsc